0: Welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Your 96th best place to listen to. For 10 years. Yes. Yes. Um, for our 10th season of our mostly up to date.
1: And unqualified. And unrequested.
0: Ramblings of the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our bread and butter and maybe also our rice and dal. <laughs> it's the Premier, it's the football and the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. I've been away on holiday for the last two weeks and been back in New Zealand for the last... Uh, four or five days yeah. and yeah I very very strongly avoided watching any Premier League because it was very very depressing as a Manchester United fan we're yeah.
1: technically still in the top ten
0: and you know at least I'm not a Chelsea fan
1: yeah I was going to say like probably a good choice avoiding it um, yeah what can I say we're, we've, we've won our relegation dog fight so you know that's that's good that, that's we're, we're keeping clear of that so you know, I think that's showing that um, they're going to meet their targets for the year of not getting relegated that's what it feels like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, I believe there's a uh, it's an international break this week so we're on a two week yes. break before the games come back on again um uh, so it's a good time to look at where every team's at. There's only been eight games so far this season. I know both United and Chelsea have looked awful. So we're not yeah. basing this on the results look bad. It's the product looks bad.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, there's some things just as a, I don't want this to be a super negative podcast. So I'll just say that I think there are things in there that I like. From the team, I think the idea of what they're trying to do with Andrea Nana, and he is going to. We knew as United fans that he was going to have some, going to make some mistakes. He was going to make some howlers because he's probably used to a more solid and better ball playing uh, defenders, and they just need to get used to it. Uh, So hopefully in a few weeks we'll see an improvement there Um, and also I think Rasmus Hoyland is the real deal like as he's shown he's, he's super quick he's got the shot he's got the confidence he's still got so much to improve I mean he's <clears throat> Uh, I don't, uh, so he's a very uh, different player, I think, to Erling Holland. there's a lot of jokes, even I made them, like, you know, <laughs> his name sounded sort of like Ho- Holland, and he's sort of vaguely from the same area of the world, <laughs> he's only one inch shorter, and, you know, we, uh, everyone made the jokes, but, you know, there's... Thing was that we hadn't seen much of him, and he would uh, in Italy. He looked really raw, and he is really raw. But there's a lot of talent there, and the, if the coaching staff at United level him up, if like he, you know, if he adds like heading and um, being able to play off his chest and if good positional ability means he could play cover false nine or as an actual out-and-out striker as well. Like the world is his oyster. He can become a very, very good player in the Premier League. Um, I don't know whether United have that coaching capability in them, but he's already a pretty good player. Like I'd hate to see that sort of talent become like the next Anthony Martial. Yeah, to be yeah. fair to Martial, he's he's obviously had injuries as well. Yeah, on yeah. top of that. Um, so what's
1: your positives for Chelsea? Um I think the the positives is that it feels like the Pochettino style is starting to come in and like he's mm. Last game was actually not too bad. Um, I yeah. think there's still players that perhaps they've decided to keep that perhaps they shouldn't have, and also we've got injury/suspension issues all over the place. Yeah. Um, so the positives, I guess, is, is the the young kids, the youth. We've got a few of the younger players playing um, who wouldn't necessarily be the effort wasn't for the injuries and um, suspensions, and yeah. they've been doing really good. So uh, once again youth come to save Chelsea, which is always a positive.
0: And also, even your recruits, it was always going mm. to be difficult to mow them in, and Pochettino yeah. wasn't the coach when a bunch of them were brought into the club, but they're young and they are talented, they should retain yeah. a lot of value, even if you don't sell them for a profit. And they're yeah. on long-term contracts, so from an FFP perspective, yeah, it's yeah. easy to play around. There's a lot of things being done cleverly at the top level at Chelsea. Like yeah. there's a lot of things that are not, but there's a lot of things I think that side that's being done correctly. And it, if Pochettino gets the team going, um, you know, I don't know about this season. It might. This might be the season where Poch has just has to learn about his team. But yeah, you yeah. know, next season it could be because. Oh,
1: I can I can see where it's going, which is good. Like I yeah. feel like it's might not have the greatest the, season this year, this season. And I was feeling a little bit more positive before the start of the season than I am right now. But at the same time, I sort of feel like ah, I I can see where this is going. I do know what what yeah. the team will look like and, and how that will be a good thing. So that, exactly having five injuries slash suspensions or six or whatever Just stupidly high number it is
0: yeah and this is a weird thing you're so affected by injuries despite having such a large squad yeah. of players um i think the te- uh, chelsea uh po- we-, we know pochettino can uh ha- is a proven manager at premier league level but he hasn't the league has so ch- changed so much since he's been here and even even though it's not been that long ago that mm-hmm. he was at, in the Premier League uh, but at Chelsea he will get recruitment at least At Tottenham yeah, yeah. there was like two or three seasons where they just didn't refresh the squad and he still took them to the Champions League final and like Tottenham as a club didn't sell well I don't like, to, that's not fair they didn't refresh squad players well like refresh squad players you know and yeah. do that sort of stuff chelsea will not have that problem i don't think like they've no. never had that problem not even not in the um ken bates era not in the Abramovich era they've or i don't think that'll con- in the american era either and American Premier League owners tend to be patient with their managers, give them time. I don't know if yeah, yeah. Bowley will do the same thing, because uh, he's already on his third manager.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. But it's I be feel
0: like he gives the he gives the vibe of a guy who wants a manager to do a long-term project. He doesn't yeah, want. Yeah. He's not worried about the short term. And like the way he's developed the contracts and the kind of players they've bought, Clear Lake and him have bought, it's a, you know, support set. Like, you know, there's other evidence just apart from the manager firing. And you can't blame him. You He had to kind of fire Tuchel because it wasn't working. Yeah. And there was too much of a personality clash between them. And Graham Potter was... Yeah, it, that situation so it just became untenable at
1: one yeah. point. and to be fair, I feel like Bowley like let that go as long as he possibly could. He clearly wanted to yeah. keep Potter, but um, yeah, yeah, he yeah. It, it just became to the point where they just couldn't. It was just impossible to do. So, it yeah. was clearly just that. Just was not. It wasn't a manager that was going to work with him. He couldn't work. With Tuchel, it just was not a it's a personality clash, just, or even a working yeah. style and clash. Like the whole thing, there was no connection. And no Tuch- synergy.
0: Thomas Tuchel is not an easy manager to work with. No. He's ha- he's had issues with a lot of the clubs he's worked at, and not necess- I'm not necessarily blaming him, but he does no. have a strong personality. Yeah. He has a particular way he wants... And Chelsea kind of made him do a lot of work. That's not on his job description after
1: yeah. the after Roman Abramovich sold the club. Yeah, and it's exactly things that changed rapidly for him that he was didn't come in to do, didn't wasn't expected to do before, and then suddenly, oh, hey, here's all this extra work for you. How about you sort this out? So, yeah, I can, I can definitely... Feel from being like, yeah, this is this is not my job. <laughs> Why am I happy to do this?
0: Yeah. Why am I it's, general manager? Why am yeah. I hi- figuring
1: out who to buy? That is not my role.
0: And yeah. this I think, it's just one of those things. You, that people. Uh, I think Thomas Tuchel very much has a. This is this is this was the kind of company that I was being brought into, and this was the role, and I accepted that. Yeah. There was ups and downs and there were issues, but you know, that's what I accepted and it's this is no longer the case and I'm yeah. being asked to do a bunch of stuff that I'm I have no clue how to do realistically exactly. and yeah. and I don't want to do, which is also fair enough, right? Exactly. <laughs> this is like the times when your manager's not there and they're like, Can you be the two I see? and I'm and you're like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> Okay, like, I did, if I wanted to be a manager, I would be a manager.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I mean, you don't mind it if it's an occasional thing, but he literally had to run a transfer window.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, just and... go run a transfer window. Sort out what you need. Like, I, no, this is not, yeah. not my thing. <laughs> Uh, but I think
0: Chelsea have. Uh, well, uh, I it's I think you can tell the sort of players Chelsea want to buy. So mm. I wouldn't uh, be too worried long term. Short term, yeah. You know, I think both United and Chelsea have to worry about relegation. It's definitely possible still. Yeah. Especially if they don't get recruitment in defense. Yeah. Um, in the uh, off season uh, but uh, in the January transfer window like both yeah. uh, ironically even Chelsea will have to buy players in the, uh, in the January transfer window despite like buying everyone already.
1: Yeah. Find a player they haven't already bought. Yeah. That's gonna be the challenge. That's the scouting challenge. It's like is there anyone out there that we haven't actually bought yet? I think. Who's
0: left? Uh, like, yeah. But right, uh, staying on the positive note, Tottenham Hotspur, Ange yeah. Ball is real. Definitely real. Shout out to, shout out to the orange-haired man and yeah. his team. He must be thrilled. And why not? Yeah. Why not Tottenham Hotspur? Why you not picked indeed? an Australian. Well, I picked an Australian player who just Australian manager who just kind of is the most Australian person I've ever.
1: <laughs>
0: he's Greek, so you know that's as Australian as you can get. he's a Greek man from Melbourne who loves football, like the Australian football man. That's as a, you know, like that's the stereotypical Australian football man. You think an East European person from Melbourne like immediately <laughs> comes into your head,
1: right? Exactly.
0: and he's gotten into management and he's got this style and he wants like he knows who he is and you gotta love that about uh, a person not just a manager like a guy who knows who they are and kind of like but isn't all like oh yeah Meyer or the highway there he's like you know he uses that to his to be like a functional person like he's knows who he is and uses that to be a good manager
1: Um, um, no, it is it is good. Um, though my my sons did um, make a, a funny comment, which is that they're backing um, Tottenham to win this year only because they think it's the funniest thing ever for Harry Kane to leave to go look you know, hunting trophies for then Tottenham to actually be good and win trophies. And Bayern not to win because they're in trouble. Yeah, and Bayern in course. Germany
0: of of all things, Bayern Munich not winning. Yeah, I'd. Not that I'm, I'm not saying Harry Kane deserves something like that to happen to him, but it would be funny. It would be. Um, and they have a very winnable run of games in October. Uh, for the rest of this month, Uh, Fulham and Bristol Palace. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they face Chelsea. Uh, potentially another winnable game for them, like at home at At Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And they play Wolves and Aston Villa, and then they play City. And I will point out that they're playing City at the Etihad. I, while I'm not mm. saying that they, uh, that's a given, that they can win that, but, you know, they did beat City last year, and yeah. I
1: think, in fact, thrashed
0: City last year.
1: Ooh, potentially, yes. i trying to remember. remember it being a yeah. decent win. So,
0: So, I think heading into it's a good time to play city heading into december with a run of very winnable games and then having that momentum and a squad that's kind of humming like son hyung-min is like found a whole new life it feels like and going into the christmas and december period their place place that's when their tough run of games start they've got West Ham Newcastle as I said City before that and then they, then they play a bunch of teams that are going to be in the relegation battle or there or thereabouts Forest Everton and then you know they've toughish games again Brighton Hot, uh, Tottenham Hotspur before you know uh, and uh, so I think Spurs should be feeling good. I'm not, like I said, I'm not suggesting they will win the Premier League, no. but they've got as good a chance as any team, I think, Yeah. at well, this stage. At um, this stage, yeah. yeah say and they shouldn't
1: wins be together, afraid. And, and momentum and, and, you know, positively around the club seems you a long distance, right? Yeah,
0: I don't, I think, and from memory, Spurs aren't, Are only in the Conference League, if I'm not wrong. So they're not going to be, or uh, they were fifth, right? So they're in the Europa League. Uh, No, they were
1: last year. They were eighth. They are nothing.
0: They're nothing. So they don't have to worry about Europe. They don't have any in. uh, They don't. If they in the January transfer window, they have a bunch of Harry Kane money. Yeah. They can really carefully look at what they need to get those reinforcements. Yeah, and you know, yeah. on, uh, and they've got a couple of weeks of no games before they play Manchester United in mid general So, it's a, uh, you know, at that point, who knows how good or bad United will be?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know. The only,
0: thing, the, I think their biggest concern will be the fact that Arsenal look incredibly
1: good. They as do, well. do as well. Yes. The yeah, North man. London,
0: the North London uh, teams are both humming along. Obviously, Arsenal's next, Chelsea's big test against Arsenal uh, this uh, next week, rather. Um, the also the other this, uh, and they play Sheffield United, but they've got a Champions League game against Sevilla. Obviously, the fact that Arsenal have to play in Europe is going Mm. to be a disadvantage for them when it comes to uh, uh, playing uh, going up against Tottenham in the uh, league. Yeah, they've got Sevilla, uh, and they've also got a game against PSV Eindhoven before the Christmas fixtures come up. So they've got a bunch of extra. Oh, and game against uh, Lens as well. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, two okay. games against Sevilla. So there's some tough games, tough, tough Euro, uh, European games. And their uh, Premier League games are, uh, are against Chelsea, Sheffield United, West Ham, Newcastle. There's there's some tough game Brentford, there's definitely some tough games in there. Um, but they've also got some very winnable games. I think Sheffield United, there's playing Luton Town. Um, Aston Villa is going to be a tough game uh, away. Uh, and then... Yeah they've got brighton before christmas uh before the christmas game starts so and their christmas fixtures are pretty tough they've got liverpool west ham and then fulham Yeah, yeah so and so tottenham have an easier run of fixtures leading up to christmas and arsenal i feel like are not going to mess too much with the mojo they might get one or two more extra players in the January window but I don't think I think Arteta uh, Mikel Arteta is not going to want to disrupt squad harmony too much he did get David Raya in and got rid of um, Ramsdale yeah that's already caused like a big I mean Arsenal still have are in a good position in the league but that's clearly caused some chemistry issues in the dressing room hmm so we'll see how that progresses along. Um, yeah. I still like Manchester City, uh, but like I said, I would be, and uh, Saka also supposedly apparently withdrawing from England due to an injury, so that's not good news for them either. No. Um, no. Um, but I think overall they can be very confident because, you know, if it comes down to head, you know, winning derbies against Spurs, I think Arsenal's traditionally... At the last couple of years I've had the better of it against Spurs in
1: yeah, those yeah, games up that way yeah.
0: so um, I wouldn't be quote-unquote afraid uh, of Spurs either like I would be quite confident yeah Nick yeah. Um, and also they've beaten Manchester City so they've overcome a very big uh, yeah a exactly. uh, big test um, I still think keeping in that positive note Manchester City are going uh, are the favorites to me Um, obviously every year they have a few things to tinker around with because Pep Guardiola always has to tinker around a bit every (laughs) few seasons to keep the players motivated, try new things, decide, and like, because everybody adapts to Guardiola, right? So he has to spend the first half of the season adapting to everybody reacting to him, and then he comes up with this thing and everybody goes, oh my god, he's changed the game again. Yeah, exactly. Um... City obviously are also still in the Champions League. They have a game against Brighton. They have a game against Young Boys in Switz back in Zurich, and mm-hmm. they have a game. There's the Manchester derby on the 30th of October, just before Halloween. Yep, ghosts and ghouls uh, mm-hmm. going to affect uh, the Red Devils. <laughs> um, Uh, Then they play Bournemouth, Young Boys again, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Leipzig, and then obviously Spurs at the beginning of the month, like we mentioned. Yeah, Yeah, it's a tough run of games for City, I think. Obviously, they've got Europe to deal with as well. Um, Young Boys are a banana peel team in the Champions League. They always seem to cause a, a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A um, so. big team every now and then. Leipzig is obviously a good team. I yep. can't take them lightly. They've got Liverpool. Um, they've got Chelsea United, which might be give me games for them. But it's United at
1: Old Trafford, so they have tend- United. Yeah, and back at Stamford Bridge for
0: the Chelsea game as well. So yeah. Yeah. So potentially those, Yeah, those are games where those two teams could the crowd could get behind the team and it could be difficult so this is the making if you see if I think the, this per, run of Premier League games before they play Spurs if, they're, if they can win three out of those four games uh, or, or and including beating Liverpool I think yeah. we're, there's a stew going City are back you know yeah
1: well they never really went away but yeah
0: yeah, excuse me. Yeah, that, exactly right. And they've got they'll end up playing teams like Red Star, uh, in the Champions League before Christmas and they play Luton Town just before Christmas as well. But they are going away to the club World Cup. Um Oh yeah. Just before the Christmas fixtures. So that's the other side. So City have a very crowded schedule. Mm. Um so if this is if there is any year for you to beat City this is the year to do it. yeah they've won everything players are complacent. Guardiola's done his second treble at a, at a new club so yeah this is when you come in and try uh, and do what you need to do and
1: exactly he say nice crowded fixtures for them. Exactly. Exactly. Even the city squad is going to be stretched to its maximum with with all these fixtures that they've got to deal with. So.
0: Yes, but I imagine they will get some January signings in, if only to cover injured players. I think. Yeah, exactly. And somehow these players will be people we've never heard of, but turn out to be like (laughs) world-beating level players. Exactly. Yeah. Well, on fourth place, we have Liverpool, a bit unlucky with VAR um, <laughs> bit. so far. But, but despite that, they've still in the, uh, in the competitive end of the season, and they've looked really, really good in a lot of games. Yeah. Um, they've got a local derby uh, against Everton, obviously playing at Anfield. Everton are terrible. They've got Nottingham Toulouse in the Europa League, and then Nottingham Forest. Then they play Bournemouth, Lutontown, Toulouse again, before they face Brentford, and then Manchester City, uh, yeah. as we mentioned previously. Um, there's a lot of Europa fixtures. Europe, and I don't think any club can... Like, if you're a Europa League club in England, because it's so competitive at the top Now I know there's going to be potentially five teams qualify for the Champions League. Because of the legend spots, legacy spots. Yeah, yeah. But, that being said, uh, you want to try and also win the Europa League to be there or thereabouts. Or at least be there at the business end if you know that, oh, we're very unlikely to finish fifth, but we're at the business end of the Europa League and that'll get us Champions League. Yeah, yeah. If need. Um, There... Premier League fixtures, other than obviously City, are winnable.
1: Definitely like Liverpool livable,
0: could. Yeah. Liverpool are in a position where they can leapfrog uh, City. They've also got, and then leading up to Christmas, they've got a bunch of games, but tough games. But they're at home, so they play United in Anfield. They'll be playing Arsenal in Anfield which is, if you're going to play them, this is what you want. Play them yeah, at home, doing Express exactly. fixtures. Um, exactly. Burnley away, um, which is like, yep, that's a fixture you want on the day after Boxing Day. And just before New Year's, they play Newcastle. So that is a tough run of fixtures. That'll break, make or break Liverpool's season, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, Liverpool, as always, there's this caveat of... You know, injuries will be very yes. devastating for them yes, uh, because the squad is the squad is thin, like, you know, Mohamed Salah or Trent Alexander-Arnold get injured. Like, there's nobody else
1: like them in the world, yeah. let alone in uh, Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Um, you lose so much if those two go down.
0: Or one of those two, any one of those two. I think. I mean, they'll still be very good because you know uh, Jurgen Klopp is a very good manager. But that's it. There's no. uh, But it'll be very difficult for them in that situation. But I think definitely. But the lead up to Christmas is very good. They've got winnable games. very winnable. It's just crowded. It's just a very crowded fixture list. So um, a lot of those games. Cautiously optimistic if I were yeah. Liverpool, I think.
1: Yeah. No, I will be too. Say, so, other than the City game, which is at the um, Emirates, yeah. um, it's... You know, the other two slightly different games is Brentford and Fulham, who aren't necessarily super awesome this year. Right? This year they're not playing as well as they had in previous years. But both of those are... Um, at home for Liverpool anyway, so, once yeah. again, things that you want to, where you want to be playing these teams.
0: Exactly. If
1: this first half of the season sort of turned out pretty well for Liverpool, so, I think they should be doing reasonably well right through to the Christmas, you say, with just the, the little asterisk there, there's lots of games, so,
0: if oh, any I... one of them... <laughs>
1: this is why
0: games is worth worrying for liverpool because if they could just if they had a really big squad which of, of players they could play in those europa games or yeah and all that that would be one thing or you know blood them in those easier games on the lead up that would be one thing but you know the premier league's very competitive and you don't want to drop points now
1: yeah exactly
0: um It's uh, that's the that's the hard part for this season, and I think if they can get through to those that Christmas break without Christmas period without having any injuries, that's going to be like they're in pole position. They could overtake, leapfrog, City, and potentially be competing with the North London clubs, and for. I could see this season have a top four place that's separated by less than three points between first and fourth.
1: Yeah. Because that's already. how
0: good those four teams have looked.
1: And that that is the current status, right? Like currently, it is three points between Tottenham and first, and Liverpool and fourth. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, I think I'm with you. That's I. You can easily see that those four just accelerating away together and just keeping that. Yeah. That, that differential between them and really being have come down to a game or two here and there you know it's potentially already done with City losing two, you know which is crazy to exactly
0: exactly um next up we have Aston Villa who are jealously guarding their fifth place position um hoping to qualify for the Champions League hmm. uh, assuming that all goes through well uh obviously uh, there's a lot of pressure for like i said for the english clubs to do well in europe yeah. season just to maintain that legacy spot uh, i think it's very difficult for england not to be one of the top two coefficients but the math is not exactly straightforward to work out let's just leave it at that yeah um uh, they've got the run of games they've got the europe conference league of course they're playing mm-hmm. This is the thing, for Premier League clubs in the Conference League, where whichever team plays in the Conference League in, uh, I always feel like they should automatically be a favourite to make the final. There is almost no club, especially in like the first couple of group stages and probably yeah. the first round of knockouts that should be, unless they happen to uh, face like a very unlucky situation somehow, there should be no club that can compete with them like financially squad quality everything like the they should be very winnable games
1: yeah um I mean, <coughs> looking at it i mean you got eintracht frankfurt in the in there somewhere um i've got crazy
0: yeah. yeah. But like the clubs like your club Bruges, your Eintracht Frankfurt, your AZ Alkmaar, they're fine, fine. Your clubs with good European pedigree, they don't have the money to compete with Premier League clubs. No. This is, I, and it's not quite like that at the Europa League level because in the Europa League, you'll randomly have a team like an AC Milan somehow occasionally yeah. or, a, or a, or a, or a, um, Sevilla or a uh, and like eventually that gap may end up happening there in the Europa League as well eventually, but it's not there yet. Conference League definitely is. Um, yeah, I'm just so- saying these are the
1: teams that I look at and go, potentially they could, you know, in a good year they would have their players could be good enough and the the money, you know. But if you're looking at it as averages over years, yeah, it, there's. No reason to say the English team shouldn't be well ahead yeah. of the curve there, as you say. There, the money is going to tell in that. It's just whether some there's teams there that would have maybe nearly enough money that and enough prestige that they could be getting some good players or have players play well. So,
0: yeah, basically maybe. the first ever Conference League, Leicester should have won. They randomly met Jose Mourinho in a yeah. final. <laughs> Yeah, okay, like that's the sort of bad luck you need to yeah. not win Conference yeah, exactly. League if you're an English club. And basically uh, when uh, and the next year West Ham went to the final are you Jose Mourinho? No? Okay, we win. <laughs> there you go. Done. Exactly. Uh, so looking at Villa's fixtures I've got West Ham at home like West Ham have been good this season so far but they're at home Villa are being strong strong at Villa Park um, they're playing Luton Town at home as well very winnable games very in, winnable. this month and also only the uh, only three fixtures to play in the uh, this month despite being in Europe they've got uh, Nottingham Forest away but also like yes I know it's a local derby and all that and people you know, mm. the fans in uh, Nottingham are going to be up for it, but it's going to be very, very tough for them yeah. to beat a, a rampant Villa. They play alkamar at home again, and then they've got Fulham and Spurs. So that's about a bit tougher. And then they play Legia Warsaw, Bournemouth and they, before they hit Manchester City. So even that game at home to Manchester City, they shouldn't be afraid. They have some momentum leading up
1: to it. Yeah, well, exactly.
0: They might even look to try and get into a fourth position in that sort of situation. They've got Arsenal at home as well. That's going to be a tough game for both teams. Um, And then they go and play against Zerinsky Mostar. Um, 10 points if you can name the country where Zerinsky Mostar uh, is from. You're a '90s child, so I expect you to know this answer.
1: Yeah. Oh, my brain's not not
0: thinking. This city, the city of Mostar, was in the news a lot in the '90s. Oh. Well, no, I can't
1: pick it up. I'm go Eastern uh, European somewhere. Else. Yes,
0: obviously it's Eastern European. They're in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Ah, right, of course. Uh, fame, un- or infamously rather, in the Yugoslav Wars, the city of Mostar had a, had a long siege. Hmm. Um, and it was in the news a lot for, yeah. you know, unfortunate reasons. Very unfortunate. Uh, reasons. I've got, uh, but we. Uh, yeah we're keeping it positive there you know it's a great city now with like where where both their local croatian bosnian and jewish community live together and like you know have moved on and it's like they get a lot of uh, tourists because it's like a really great medieval architecture not that i've ever been yeah um They've got then play uh, Brentford uh, uh, and Sheffield United. uh, 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 They play Brentford before the Christmas fixtures. They play where they play Sheffield United, Manchester United, and Burnley. Very winnable games for Villa. I know Manchester United is at Old Trafford. Who knows what Manchester United will be at? Yeah. Villa once again, I think legitimate uh, reasons to be optimistic for the rest of the year. For a club that's playing in Europe, there's they've only got the three fixtures and uh, it's not that as crowded as City, for example, or yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. And look, Champions League clubs are playing against really tough opponents. They're in the Champions League, um, as are the Europa League clubs. And like I said, the Conference League, no Conference League club from England should be worried about their opposition.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the only issue for that last um, group stage match for Villa since it's heading all the way over to Bosnia so it is a bit of a it's not that far I know it's modern day travel and everything but still that just adds a little bit more that's the only little bit of tension that is possibly there and then two days later coming back to play Brentford away like luckily for them perhaps Brentford hasn't been having the best so might not be as hard as it may have been in the past, so last year. Yeah. See how it goes, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a short turnaround, really, like just two days between travelling to the far side of Europe. I will point
0: out, potentially, Brentford have Ivan Tony back.
1: Well, potentially, yes.
0: Yeah. Um... It'll be
1: interesting to see if they play him, though.
0: I think exactly, exactly. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out uh, for them. But I think like I said, legitimate, leg, legitimate reasons for Brentford to be, um, you know, um, optimistic.
1: Yeah.
0: Next up, we have Brighton and Hove, Albion, the Seagulls. Play. Uh, they play Manchester City. Yep, mm-hmm. look, this is the time Manchester City are down people have been attacking them while they've been knocked down on the floor. So Brighton and Hove, if you, or it could be the opposite. They could be angry and rearing to go. So this is, I think the thing with Brighton and Hove, Albion is that Deserbi is basically like the philosophy of Deserbi is almost like Guardiola plus (laughs) plus. He's like an even more rigid positional manager yeah who wants everything to go exactly the way he wants it to go like every player to be in that so he's got it done um i don't know what that's going to be a super entertaining game that's all i can say i think it's going to be really really good um it's a tough game but yeah obviously uh, then they next have ix amsterdam to play and the europa so this is what i mean by conference league europa league these guys play a four time a European champion yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: you know and the other team yeah, AZ Alchemar have won the Dutch League once
1: yeah
0: so then they play uh, Fulham and then they have a game against Everton before the return fixture against uh, Ajax not yeah. to be fair to them Ajax are in are currently going through the doldrums in a big way like, one of the things Ajax fans I know have been talking about is they hope United fire Ten Hag so he comes back to Ajax.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So they're hoping United play badly. Um, I mean, you know, maybe Louis van Hal can help them again, you know. It just seems to be what he does nowadays. <laughs> Uh, he said that he doesn't want to manage. He's got health issues, to be fair. Right, he yeah. said that I will be a consultant. I will help whoever is in charge if they want my help. And any assistance I can give them, but I'm not going to manage a club. Right, but he yeah. always says that, right? Like, yeah. that's like the Louis van Hal code of I feel like managing a club. <laughs> uh, you now... Then they got a game against Sheffield United and then Nottingham Forest. Look, these are not games that, that other than Manchester City, all these games are winnable for Brighton. All the yeah, yeah. no, nothing for them to be afraid of. Then into heading into December, they Europa fixture against ICA, Athens. Um, I mean, going to Greece is always a bit rough, but yeah. you know not, they shouldn't be worried about a team like ICA. They've then they play Chelsea. And then the um, <clears throat> the sworn enemies of their owner Brentford, and then Burnley before they play Marseille. Uh, look, look, they played two Champions League winning clubs in their Europa group. Yes. Just like, how unfair <laughs> is that? <laughs> Uh, not that I think Marseille are gonna trouble Brighton. I'm just saying, like, this is the difference between yeah. Europa League and Conference League.
1: I mean, Brighton um, is struggling a bit in their group. They are currently bottom of it, but there isn't really a lot in that group. Everybody's sort of drawing with each other, so yeah. Ica Athens has already beaten Brighton and Brighton, and yeah, then everybody else, and then every other game in that group is just drawing, draw, draw, draws. So. Yeah, sort of I lot about that that group I
0: think. Exactly. I I don't know how Deserve are going to approach the Europa League, but it's not something I think any clubs I don't think you can if you're a club in Europe, you don't think I don't think you can afford to waste your opportunities in yeah. the Europa League. That's like your backup. That's going to get you a Champions League spot if you win it. Exactly. If you don't get that legacy spot, fifth, then you finish. If Brighton finish seventh, eighth, or sixth, then, you know, and they get that extra Champions League spot, like, you know. Yeah. That's exactly what they want. Um, then they've got Arsenal just before Christmas starts, and then they play Crystal Palace, Spurs, and West Ham. It's not an easy run of fixtures. Um, no. they. Other that, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I think Brighton are more than capable of coming through with a decent amount of points, but I think I don't think we're going to see a lot. You know, they're not going to be ramp rampaging through. Um, but I, I feel like they can maintain their sixth place and they're obviously, as you mentioned, they are bottom of their Champions League group, but they haven't played that many games yet
1: no, in that only, group. The two, only the two games, so so, yeah, so three... a, a loss and a, and a draw is their loss, so it's not like it's yeah. the and worst things in the world.
0: And they're playing Ajax at the right time, I think. Yeah. Um, Ajax look like they might even get relegated this season. That's how bad they've been.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, oof.
0: That when you say they're going through a rough patch they're going through a rough patch yeah um and then if they have that momentum if they do do the double against ajax which i think they will then i think you know the return fixture in athens is not gonna they could be up for it to try and get revenge on Ica. yeah uh so definitely a um it's a good position for them to be in, I think. I think they can definitely maintain... They might even go up a spot, depending on how teams above them go. But, yeah, they're only goal difference. Two goals, goal difference. So, it's like, the barest of margins. Yeah. Um, early doors, once et cetera, etc. cetera. All those caveats. So, uh, I wouldn't be too worried about Brighton. I think they've got a lot going for them at the moment. Um... Next up, we have West Ham United, the Hammers are, uh, have been playing really well so far this season. Yeah, yeah. They're, including in Europe, uh, they're only a couple of points behind Brighton. the David Moyes is still improving this team. Um, they've got a game against Aston Villa before they play Olympiakos. Now they're like, going to Greece is always tough, as I said, and Olympiakos is a tougher place to go to than ICA Yeah. Before they play Everton at home, which should be a win, then they have a London derby against Arsenal, then they play another London derby against Brentford, and then the return fixture against Olympiakos. That's a tough run of games for them, other than that, potentially that Everton game. But kind of eases up. They, gave, they play Forest, they play Burnley, and then they play TSC, Bakatapola. And you know what I'm gonna ask you? In what country is TSK Bakatapola from? <sighs> they go all the way to uh, Bulgaria. Does it go that
1: far? Bul- yeah, sounding. sounding Bulgarianish.
0: Sounding Bulgarianish. Okay, they're from Serbia. No. So, okay.
1: too far. then. not quite as yeah. far east.
0: Not quite Beep. as far east. Hmm. Then, and west. Then they play Crystal Palace at home, and then Tottenham Hotspur, and then Fulham. So. They're not traveling much. A lot of their games are staying in London. Uh, before they play Freiburg uh, in uh, Freiburg, and then they play Wol- Wolves. And Then obviously they've got their tough Christmas fixtures: United, Arsenal, and Brighton. Yeah. So West Ham, there's a bunch of like they're playing a lot of London derbies. You never know what how they'll play out. Um. Like I said there's a winnable there's a couple of very winnable games in against teams like everton and nottingham for potentially nottingham forest as well yeah. um but i think they've uh, because it's a bunch of london derbies and they're playing a lot of they're playing a few of them at home uh i think they could uh, come through with some points Play but play spoiler to a bunch of the teams above them um, Okay, taking the optimistic side of things. Um, yeah, I, I think West Ham could maintain that position as well. Like, there's West Ham are a Easy. good shot yeah. for winning the Europa League, I think. Oh, yeah. They're very, very good in Europe at the moment. They're in a group that can win. Pretend, they could sweep the group, realistically. Well, yeah, so far, and they're two they, from two,
1: so yeah. So, they're looking very good in their group.
0: Olympiacos is going to be the other team, right? That's the team that they need to... Yeah. uh, uh yeah. to beat
1: and the Olympiacos <coughs> is, is not looking as great as they could do but
0: yeah
1: so I guess then, one of the losses is against West Ham so
0: yeah exactly then they go to uh, if they get I could see West Ham coming out of this group going all the way to the final they might and um, put you know, back-to-back European trophies for West Ham under Moyes. I think a really great redemption arc for David Moyes. I would, yeah. I think that would be a really, really great outcome for them. Um, Jed Bowens back in some sort of form. Um, they're arguably better without Rice. Is that how it's working now? You lose your best player and you become better. Apparently, <laughs> that's the Quickly. Best model. Quickly, City, tell us, <laughs> Yeah, it's your only way. It's how you win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I, right, West Ham, definitely, if they win the Europa League, I like qualifying for the Champions League, I, I can't say it wouldn't be deserved. They've been playing really well in Europe this season. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if. They can maintain this position. I don't think they're a team going like, yeah, we can win the Premier League. I don't. They're realistic about their chances, and I don't think they're even expecting to potentially finish in a top five spot. Yeah. Long run, because they know they have a long run of fixtures, and they're gonna have they have a tough run of games coming ahead. Um, well, but exactly. yeah, Europe they should target the europa league and i think uh, they can do very well in the europa league uh next up we have the magpies newcastle united so far at this they're not at the heights they were last season um but they are in europe this season in a reasonably tough group um so they open uh, their next fixture is against Crystal Palace before they play BVB in the Champions League and then they play uh, Wolves yeah this is the sort of stuff we're talking about Borussia Dortmund that's not a team you want to play in your group and they have Paris Saint-Germain in their group as well so
1: yeah yay and and AC Milan is it yeah So. yeah AC Milan um, that's, a, that's, said. that's a great Champions group League to be in a, no easy
0: fixtures in the Champions League. No. And um, Real Madrid lost to Sheriff Turaspol at Real Madrid, at uh, at home. Yeah. So you can you once if you're in the Champions League group stages, you are a bona fide good club. That's yeah, not going to. Exactly. Um. So. The. Uh, their Premier League fixtures are not much easier either. They're playing, like I said, Crystal Palace and Wolves. Um, then you know Manchester United in the Carabao Cup at Old Trafford. And then they play Arsenal in the Premier League before going to Bor- before going to Bournemouth and then hosting Chelsea. And then they play PSG. Whew. Yeah. And then they open December with Manchester United. And then they Take maybe Everton, uh, maybe Everton will be a breather for them, and then they've got Spurs, except then AC that, Milan.
1: Yeah, so Everton could be a breather, except it's at Goodison Park, so going to Goodison exactly. Park is never a breather, right? No matter how right. good or bad Everton is, it is not a exactly breather there, so yeah, yeah, uh, cool Newcastle, they've yeah. got,
0: a, yeah, and then they play AC Milan at home, and then Fulham at home, and mm. then. Their Christmas fixtures kind of light at the beginning with Luton and Nottingham Forest before they get to play Liverpool. So Woof yeah. This is a tough run of fixtures, but they get through it. Oof. You Newcastle could start pushing up the uh, up the league. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Alexander. Isak has been on form. Uh, If he doesn't get injured like he did last season, he and Callum Wilson is so far not getting injured either. So goals are not a problem.
1: Yeah.
0: Eddie Howe has sorted the defense, and look, they've already beaten PSG. So even in the Champions League, tough group or not, you know you can take. Not only did they beat PSG, right? They thrashed PSG. Yeah,
1: they really did. So they're,
0: so they're showing people that they belong at that level. Yeah.
1: And so And they went to Milan and drew there. So. Yeah. I think that's showing... Yeah, same. They're definitely showing that they, they belong in the Champions League.
0: And you, yeah, Newcastle don't have a thin squad. There's a decent amount of players. And Newcastle always have a decent academy group of academy players um Eddie Howe's gonna be have to be at his best but there's no reason Newcastle can't like you know that uh they were very unlucky to draw to uh to West Ham not that I said uh, unlucky is not the bad but not the wrong it's the wrong word but you know West Ham got a late equalizer to yeah, get yeah. the points but they so there's a few uh, Newcastle is more likely to draw games. They should win than lose games. They should win? If yeah, that yeah. makes sense? I know what you mean, yeah. So this is why I think potentially they could go up the ladder. Um, yeah. I think also they're a team that definitely can make the knockouts. Champions League, I can't t- you can't tell what's going to happen till the knockout draw is there, but Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I don't think you, Newcastle should be afraid of any team uh, in the Champions League. If they can thrash PSG and they can potentially beat uh, AC Milan, that's that shows you belong. And like BVB are a beatable team too. They shouldn't be afraid of going to Dortmund or hosting them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think um, yeah, Newcastle, as you say, should not be afraid there. That's it. I think they've got the right sort of form especially they play them first at home that will give you know home crowd and everything gives them that, that extra push should be able to win that and that will give them the confidence when they go over Dortmund um, yeah take on them so potentially come away with a, a win or a draw there so and that would go a long way to getting them up to the to the knockouts really just those two games
0: exactly. And next up, we have Crystal Palace, who have been playing really well this season so far, currently in ninth place. Um, and we're not surprised, it's basically what the sort of thing that Roy Hodgson does for Crystal Palace. He's <coughs> taken, his their next game is up uh, at Newcastle before they play Spurs. So only the two games this month left, then they play burnley um, everton and luton town before they play west ham that's a that's both. that's a good fixture list because you've got some easy games in there but you've also got some tough games in there to play exactly. so you're not you're going to be going through a bit of a gauntlet uh, but it's not all difficult games they've got they play Bournemouth and Liverpool and Manchester City before the Christmas period so December is not an easy fixture list for them they've got no. and then in the Christmas period they've got Brighton Chelsea and Brentford mm. Oof. Right. so but this is the thing they have Crystal Palace are gonna be a good team that's these are the sort of teams they gotta beat and and i put chelsea in that list unfortunately because those are they're currently below
1: them yeah exactly
0: um Crystal palace did also did beat uh manchester united who they are currently above in uh, one place above uh the in the table separated by goal difference at this stage the um it's fun very early days. They've gotten, uh, they've got no European football to worry about. Uh, this is their time. Um, I don't necessarily think Crystal Palace is going to compete for a one of the European spots, but why not Crystal Palace? Top ten finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, right? definitely, definitely a top ten finish. I think they're showing that they can keep there. So I guess top ten finish
0: being. And made potentially even one of the cups. Potentially, yeah. Um. Uh. Obviously, you can never tell with the cups, but yeah. There's a that's the optimistic approach for um, Crystal Palace. Um, we did take a bit of an optimistic approach about what United and Chelsea could have. Yeah. But let's look at their fixture list. The next two teams. Um. United play Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United at Bramall Lane before they play FC Copenhagen, and then they have a home dar- they have a home dar- local derby against Manchester City, and then another derby game against Newcastle United <laughs> before they go to Fulham and then play Copenhagen again. Um, FC Copenhagen, on most years, I would not be afraid of, but they're a. Um, United are not in good form in Europe at the moment. No. Um, they're not in good form full stop, I should say. Yeah. Um, uh, so, there, um, there's not, uh, without being too downhearted, there is some games that are potentially winnable there. They have a game against uh uh, Everton again, and they will play Galatasaray away. Galatasaray and United have this weird thing of occasionally, you know, they uh, the exchanging games with each other, um, so they might, yeah, know, Galatasaray wins at Old Trafford and United will go to Istanbul and win or vice versa, this sort oh, of yeah. thing seems to happen between the two of them. FC Copenhagen, we'll see how that works out for them. Um, but yeah there's a tough run of fixtures before uh, leading into December it doesn't get much easier because then at the beginning of December they go to St James Park before going to st- uh, before hosting Chelsea at yeah. uh, at Old Trafford but this is the thing those games Chelsea FC Bournemouth and Bayern Munich are all at home and Old mm. Trafford um, this is where hopefully the Stretford end will power united to some victories. Um, then you've got Liverpool at Anfield, West Ham at the London Stadium before you host Villa. And you end the year uh, playing against Nottingham Forest at the Forest Ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, like I said, there's a few games in there that are definitely winnable. Um, and there's a bunch of home games they should try, you know, the crowd should try and help the team gain uh put on a good performance and maybe hopefully come away with the points united's big thing is if they can get a result against manchester city uh in a couple of weeks' time if they if they can do that if city are still going through a bit of a downturn that's the that's how you can turn your season around otherwise maybe you know if ten hag gets the sack we've got Maybe Wayne Rooney? I mean I look, it works for Chelsea, right? You bring back an old legend who used to manage Derby
1: to come and manage the, first, the club. Just the first time though, just once.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, but we'll also do the mistake like you did, like, you know, we got <laughs> Mourinho after you guys fired Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, you
1: gotta follow in our footsteps, I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to be fair, I think Wayne Rooney did a really good job at Derby.
1: Yeah.
0: Um given that he nearly kept them from getting relegated and they had a twenty point deduction?
1: Ooh. Well that's good then, yeah. They had a big point deduction like that. Try to keep them up, that's that's some good work.
0: I sure there was a lot of like at that point you're like, you know, there's nothing to lose, we're relegated. Yeah. 20 points down. uh, But yeah, they did manage to uh, get some results. Um, So he managed to get some results. I don't know if that's what uh, Rooney wants to do. He's also been reasonably successful in the MLS with DC United, so Mm. fingers crossed. Uh, uh, And it's 100% the type of move the Glaziers would do. (laughs) <laughs> bring back an old club legend to manage the club.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, that's sort of the thing to you can imagine them, them doing and thinking it'd be a good idea.
0: Hey, look, nobody in United is gonna boo Wayne Rooney. No. Yeah. Okay? No. I know. That's well, just that's at least one thing you can rely
1: on. <laughs> I wouldn't think anybody would be booing um Super Frank and Lampard either. That's-
0: yeah. Uh, the uh, and I said this. They are clear Ten Hag is trying to clear uh, uh, get uh, the team to play more into his system. Hopefully, maybe in the international break we can get some more training sessions in, and we'll bring up put out a better product on the field. Yeah. And if you can beat City and win some of those games in the Champions League, the season turns around. People won't remember what this type of season was like because you'll start going. It's just purely because City are not starting that strong. We're potential. We're United are o- already seven points behind City, and the City are quote unquote not playing that well. Yeah. Forget Spurs who are like nine points ahead. Spurs and Arsenal.
1: Eight points, but
0: yeah. So there's a lot of work sorry, they they're on twenty, aren't they? Yeah, you guys are. Oh on you're 12. right. Oh, we're on twelve, so okay. Yeah, we're on eleven. You're, right. you're on eleven, so you're nine points away. Yeah. So moving on to Chelsea, once again, no European football, which is we have to always point out a big advantage
1: yeah
0: they fixture list they've got only arsenal and brentford so and they're both at home yeah so now's the time if uh, for the lions to roar if they're gonna roar this season they rough. then play they play blackburn rovers in the carabao cup yeah. once again winnable fixture you're playing a championship team yeah. they play spurs at uh, away, City at home, Newcastle away, and then Brighton at home, yeah. and then United away before they get to Everton. It's a very tough run of Premier League fixtures That's for Chelsea. Very tough, yeah. But
1: you know, I the I want to sound good.
0: optimistic, but it is very tough. But after that, there's a bit. It gets slightly easier with Everton, Sheffield United, and Wolves. Yeah before you're talking before and then you have crystal palace who knows what sort of position they'll be in at that point and then you've got luton town so at least the christmas period is less hectic
1: yeah exactly
0: but okay. it's a tough run of next years before that christmas period
1: yeah you so say through to the the start of yeah the start of december that's a pretty pretty tough run from now pretty much all the way through there and Chelsea apparently only have one
0: game in January to worry about I'm sure there'll be FA Cup fixtures to yeah that'll be sorted out at that time but yeah this is Chelsea this year should be targeting the FA Cup it's
1: probably a good plan I think
0: that's how you get into Europe. Chelsea's path to Europe is through the Cups
1: I think, think you're right I think either the Cups we've got to concentrate on though our start in the um, Carabao Cup hasn't been the most um, I mean we've won two games but the first game against um, AFC Wimbledon was not the most reassuring of, of wins we got there in the end so yeah. see we did manage to pick oh. up the win against Brighton which is which is nice after that but um, it's not like Brighton's playing a, a full strength team there
0: yeah, yeah. Now, do we want to look at the other side of the table now? So we can bring our negative energy <laughs> that we've been holding back.
1: Sure, do you want to go through the, the relegation
0: products? So, 20th place, we have the Blades, Sheffield United. They host Manchester United before playing Arsenal at uh, away, then they host Wolves, and then away to Brighton, and then they host Bournemouth before they play Bur before they have a relegation six-pointer against Burnley
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at the beginning of December. Oof! Not easy. No, wow. Then, yeah. the, uh, then they host Liverpool, host Brentford, and then play Chelsea. And Aston Villa away before they host Luton, like another relegation six pointer, and they end the year playing against Manchester City. Yeah. By the way, they end. Yeah, so I think Sheffield United are hoping to get some parachute payments to come straight back into the Premier League next season.
1: Is that That's unfair? Fair. That's not unfair. But I think, yeah, the things for Sheffield United is just targeting those relegation games, right? The, yeah. the, there's someone there that they're just going to, it's damage control like the city game on the 31st that's just, it's at city, like it's just make sure you yeah. don't get too big a, a loss there Like what else are you going to do they'll, they'll do their best I'm sure but it's really about that um, yeah but you say Luton that's a relegation battle Got to be winning that one if you want to be staying up. You're not getting full points out of that. That's Your true. chances aren't really there. To be yeah, those relegated. Got to got to get it there as well. So.
0: I think those relegation battles are where we're going to see whether you know that's what the proof of the pudding was going to be.
1: Yeah. Now you got things like Wolves, Brentford. Dare I say at Chelsea, where potentially you can pick up a point or two, or a few points. Yeah. To help yourself up. Yeah.
0: Um there there's there is a hope, there is a pathway to not be relegated. It's just very difficult for yeah. Sheffield Unite. Yes.
1: Um
0: and it, it is those six pointers, like you said, that are the key fixtures for them. Um next we have AFC Bournemouth. Um, I think they've been a bit unlucky, to be fair. Bournemouth haven't looked that bad. Um, mm. They've lost a lot of games in strange circumstances. They've got a game, they've coasted Wolves and Burnleaf. That's the only two fixtures left uh, for them before they play Liverpool, host Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. They may very well play a youth team in that game. Um, then they play Manchester City away before hosting Newcastle and playing Sheffield United. That relegation six-pointer up in Sheffield potentially. Mm-hmm. And then they host Ast- uh, before December, where then they start with Aston Villa, uh, Crystal Palace, Manchester United before playing Luton Town, um, Nottingham Forest, and F- uh, Fulham, and then. She- yeah, you know, our current table topping Spurs at the end of yeah, the yeah. year. I think because Bournemouth have been scoring goals, Dominic Selinky has been in decent form. I don't think Bournemouth's going to be relegated. I think they are going to pick up points those relegation six-pointers we've been talking about that we've also mentioned for Bournemouth. I feel Bournemouth are going to win those. Yeah. And he they're gonna get up like we all expected bournemouth to be relegated last season um and they double tr- they trolled everybody who said they were gonna be relegated and they double trolled us because they didn't play us saying we would get them relegated so they were just saying that we're not even worth their time which is yeah you know, true <laughs> D- yeah you know, Factually, we've never been so accurately trolled in our life <laughs> Uh. There's a, I feel like Bournemouth, and it's like it feels like Everton have already done a great escape. Like they've done a, they've won a few six pointers already. So as much as we predicted Everton was going to go straight down, it doesn't look like they will. Yeah. Um, I think the team, there are a few teams above Bournemouth who are in trouble. I think Bournemouth are going to somehow scrape through. That's yeah. how I feel. Like that's, I'm feeling Bournemouth.
1: I'm, I'm sort of with you, you so. say. Feeling Bournemouth, and it, it does come down to those um, relegation six-pointers, you say. You just feel like Bournemouth are going to win those games. You feel like they're going to beat Schiffley United. You feel like they're going to beat Luton Town. And by winning those, yeah. that's going to propel them up. And unless something crazy happens where one of those others picks up points where they shouldn't, you know, that should be enough for keeping Bournemouth up in 17th or even potentially 16th place. So that would keep them afloat.
0: Exactly. Then next up, we have uh, Burnley. Now, ironically, I kind of also feel Burnley. I, I think Vincent Company is still going to do it for them. Um, my flip side is if I think I think Bournemouth are more likely to step than Burnley, but Burnley have already at least gotten a win under their belt, so the team knows what it, feels like to win a premier league game yeah and it was against nottingham forest there um
1: they also beat Luton town oh nottingham forest yeah. was the no they drew nottingham forest in the epl they beat nottingham forest in the um in the cup in the cup right
0: mm. exactly right um so i think the uh, burnley i feel like might also stay up i think um, I still think Everton's going to be relegated. That's just my gut feel. There's just too many issues at the club. There's mm. too much bad vibes. Bad vibes sink teams, and I you do. can't hold that much bad vibes for so long. And Luton, unfortunately, are Luton. Um, that's yeah. just going to—they're pl- going to get a few fairy tale wins, I think, but they're not going to—they're yeah, yeah. um, not going to stay up. I, I look. They can play this recording if they stay up at the end of their season. They're not going to because they're going to troll us again, very accurately, <laughs> mentioning that we're over their time. But the having a quick look at the Bees fixtures, Burnley play well. It's a bee uh, It's a B derby with Brett, playing against Brentford.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, then they play uh, Bournemouth, yep. uh, both away. Yep. I mean, they're technically like both Brentford and Burnley's nicknames are the B's, right? Yes, yes. So it's the actual B's and they just the letter (laughs) B's. Just the letter B's because they have have a literal B in their badge as well. Um, Then they play Everton away. I'm uh, at uh, Everton away at the Carabao Cup, and then they host Crystal Palace. And then they play Arsenal before hosting West Ham. This is the thing. I think Burnley are going to start, going to have a relegation six pointer against Sheffield United. I feel like that's going to be a win for them. They're hosting Sheffield United. Then they play Wolves, Brighton before hosting Everton. Another six pointer, I expect them to win. Yeah. They're. Then, then it's the Christmas fixtures where they play Fulham, Liverpool, and Villa. Yeah. Very tough, very tough. But they're hosting Liverpool. Excuse me. And you never know. You never know. That exactly. time of year, things happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, that slippery middle should... fixture as well, where crazy things happen.
0: And, and Vincent Company knows a thing or two about beating Liverpool, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, not, uh, not that I think they're gonna beat Liverpool. They, Burnley are uh, already, you know, beaten their first uh, fellow relegation struggler, and they're gonna, I think, do more as they go up in the league. I still, like I said, I feel that Burnham, uh, Burnley are not going to be relegated. They're going to stay up. We predicted Sheffield United, Luton, and I believe Everton before the season started.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, started. started. It? Yeah. I, think I may that have put we'll... Burnley in there instead of Everton. I'm trying to remember it, but that was those those ones that we were predicting. But I think yeah, we both I... had Burnley staying up as our... Um...
0: Uh, our survivors. Yeah. But I think they're going to uh, stay up. Um, just as a quick uh, uh, note, I'm going to quickly check out what the championship team's uh, championship is doing at the moment. I was going
1: to say, as uh, you do that, I was just going to say... Um, for me, for Burnley staying up, the key ones are that uh, Brentford, Wolves, Everton, trio games, which they got. They actually got this next couple of months yeah. really is quite a leading up to the Christmas fixtures. It's quite an important bit because, say, Brentford, Wolves, Everton are the ones sitting just above, just out of the relegation zone. So, yeah. winning those means. They are dragging them back down and pushing themselves up. They've got Bournemouth and they've got Sheffield United. So two actual relegation um, fights there. They've just played Luton. And they played Luton uh, you know, mid, mid-Jan again. So it almost is like this next two months or three months sort of is um, Burnley season. Like this is where they've got a lot of the... Really yeah. key fixtures. To they win those ones, you know, suddenly they'll be looking like they're staying up.
0: Exactly. Um, just quick glance at the uh, uh, championship. Leicester City, top of the um, league, to the surprise of no one. She I would played. expect.
1: Yeah, shock, horror, really. Wow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and there, um, then the uh, uh, they then there's Ipswich Town. Mm-hmm. We'll be, how would that be if Ipswich Town made it back into the Premier League? Awesome. Not that they're going to because 'cause they'll choke. But yeah. <laughs> just saying, how cool would that be? Then we've got Preston North End, the perennial team that never gets promoted, is never part of the promotion conversation, or part of the. Relegation conversation.
1: Yeah, who is just Cause, yeah. mid-table? Basically,
0: champions because the championships basically like half the teams are look, potentially looking to break it to the playoffs. Half the team are potentially gonna be relegated, and there's Bristol City and Preston North End. Yeah,
1: just sitting uh, in the middle there.
0: Um, but yeah, Preston are uh, in third. That would yeah. be incredible. I'd love to see Preston in the top tier again. It's not happened since the fifties. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're the original invincibles of the um, oh yeah of the English game. So yeah, that'd be it'd be cool to see the lambs get back up. And uh, fun fact: Preston City's uh, Invincibles team in, is what inspired Spurs to change their colors to white, because oh, right. that's what Preston wear.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that is a fun fact.
0: And we can have we'd have a lily white derby, two lily white teams. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. And it's be c- it's be cool to see a team that uh, two teams that didn't have. Parachute payments make it straight back up. How cool would that be? Um, mm-hmm. Next, we have uh, fourth place: we have Sunderland, mm-hmm. Leeds, and and the Tom Brady-owned Birmingham City. Oh, yeah. Um, and sixth, currently, that's the playoff picture: I think Cardiff, Norwich, and Hull. Are there thereabouts? Norwich still has some parachute payments. We'll see how that works out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Southampton, who we kind of picked to maybe make straight back up, We're also in the 17th. So they're still in that playoff picture. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the playoffs. Um, relegation side, we had the Owls, unfortunately, yes. bottom of the table. Oh, much, no. much like the Blades are on the bottom of the Premier League. Uh. Then got Rotherham and QPR. I know, sad again. Then, and you've got Stoke City and Watford.
1: Watford, that low yeah. down the table. I know, that's, um, they've not had a good um, start season at all there.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's ironic to see the championship has two clubs that have won the Premier League. <laughs> in it with Blackbird Rovers and Leicester City. Yeah. It's yeah, just a cautionary funny. tale of how far you can fall after flying close to the sun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but as we know, it's a great league. It's going to be interesting. We'll, we, it's very, very early doors. There's like 40 million games, I want to say, in a championship
1: yeah. season, 40, roughly. 42? 42? Maybe even a 40? 44. Yeah say 40 million i think that's the the, the best estimate to go with
0: yeah approximately 40 million games yeah. and I mean, so like we could just look at last year's one
1: and it's 46 just FYI
0: 46. there we go
1: yay <laughs> i mean there's practicalities i guess you could just yeah look
0: that's cheating yeah.
1: The other way was to look to see that it was 2014, so, you know, 23 times 2 is, is 46. That's just for nerds, nerd. <laughs> Maths for the wind, man. Maths for the wind.
0: Actually, I'm a mathematician, so yeah. <laughs> uh, now, moving on from England, uh, we go through a quick look at what's happening around the continent. Real Madrid topping La Liga with Girona uh, there in second place so currently um, the uh, team owned by uh, 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 excuse me current uh, which who's owned by uh, ex Barcelona player what's his name uh who used to also play for manchester united uh cheated on uh uh shakira oh uh also pep guardiola owns them as well right.
1: um you know the player i'm talking about right Vaguely. like no i can't picture it all all right um
0: the, uh so they uh, he retired end of last year anyway uh they're currently second place uh, it's incredible to be fair but this is they are partially owned by um uh, by uh the um by Pep and Co um third place we have Barcelona and fourth we have Atletico Madrid basically you know other than Girona, the, the, like this is the old Sesame Street. Uh, three <laughs> of these things belong together. Three of these things, one and the same. But one of these things...
1: Not like it happens.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, good luck to Girona. We wish you well for the rest of the season. Uh, it would be incredible if you finished in the top four. heck, first. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, At this point. Yeah, Barcelona's been playing incredible, but I think this year it's Jude Bellingham's world and we're all living in it. Um, he's yeah. been incredible for Real Madrid. Almost had the same impact as Erling Holland has had for uh, Manchester City last year. The. Then we to outside the top four. We've got Athletic Club at fifth, Rio Sociedad at sixth. So the two Basque clubs going neck and neck with each other. Um, Real Betis and Rio Valcano, followed by Valencia and Las Palmas. So. Not doing too badly. Uh, Real Betis and Valencia, who almost got relegated last season, are doing much better this season. I think Betis are going to be quite happy that uh, they're well ahead of Sevilla. Um, Near the end, we have uh, Almeria, the perennial club that gets a yo-yo club. Granada, another perennial uh, yo-yo club in Salta Vigo. I will point out, um, La Liga, let's get it, only nine games looks like so far, very, yeah. very early doors. Like Villa is also near the bottom, but I would expect them to start pushing up as well.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think the, um, so we'll see, like, it would be awesome, but I don't think we can realistically expect Girona to be a top four team. <laughs> um, that weirdest thing weirder things have happened
1: yes.
0: um we'll be following la liga closely then uh, moving to uh, deutschland we uh, the bundesliga ha, uh, the bundesliga currently has bayern neverkusen at the top of the table yeah On 19 points, Um, let me just say this, that's not going to (laughs) last, they're not going to win the Bundesliga. If Bayer Leverkusen win the Bundesliga, I will eat one of my hats. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get the choose which hat? No. No. (laughs) Uh, Then we have VFB Stuttgart, uh, then Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Um at super early doors like uh, Bundesliga games. Only has games. They've only been seven games in. Mind you, there's only eighteen teams, that's only a thirty um, thirty four four game season. Lots of teams here that could definitely change hands. Um yeah, yeah. last year's Crowd favorite FC Union Berlin. Further down the table, we've got you know teams that have FC Köln, one of the tier, one of the big clubs of Germany, at the bottom of the table. Yeah, Borussia Mönchengladbach. uh, uh there near the bottom there as well. This is the thing. It's uh, one of the things happening in Germany. There's a lot of storied clubs with long traditions who. There are actually more Bundesliga winners currently in the two Bundesliga than in the Bundesliga.
1: Oh wow. That, that is crazy, really.
0: So that tells you that this is the fluid way that German football works, sure. I fully expect by the end of the season we will have a top two of Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Um, we may then have a Leverkusen in third place. Um, or maybe not uh, and we'll go there or thereabouts the there's just too much of a wealth gap between those two clubs and the rest of the league like Bayern Munich is miles ahead of everybody else yeah uh, sorry is is a big gap ahead of Dortmund and Dortmund is miles ahead of everybody else and yeah. that's just generally how it works Yeah. Um, and obviously Dortmund almost won the Premier League. Uh, sorry, won the Bundesliga last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they won it again. But let's face it, Bayern's probably gonna win. Probably. Title number seven. So, so title number eleven. Would that be? Uh, yeah, whatever number it is. So, yeah. Whatever number it is, exactly.
1: Just all of Bund- them. All of them. Yeah, I think.
0: Like I said, uh, we watched Bayern, uh, uh, the year that we watched Borussia Dortmund play against Bayern Munich in the uh, Champions League final was the the first year that Bayern Munich retained the Bundesliga, uh, regained the Bundesliga again, and since then they've not lost the Bundesliga. Yeah. It was so long ago, I wasn't even married yet. Yeah, exactly. Maybe even you weren't even married yet at that point.
1: No, I don't think I was. was It's so far back, Google doesn't have it on their list of seasons. That's how far back it is. So far back, every season that is listed in in Google has Bayern Munich at the top. Yes. Yeah.
0: So. There's never been another club to win the Bundesliga. According to as, Google, far is, as, as far as your children and mine
1: are aware of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. As far as our children are aware, only Bayern Munich
0: win the Bundesliga. You can't say on TikTok that a team other than Bayern Munich has won this year. <laughs> uh... So next up, we go to the most interesting league in uh, Europe with the Syria AC Milan, top of the table at the moment going great guns. Giroud finding incredible form. Yeah. In, uh, in goal somehow because he's forced to play as a goalkeeper and had like an incredible game. Wow. That is a, a uh, amazing thing. So yeah. good that he made the team of the week as a, go- a goalkeeper. Wow,
1: that's crazy.
0: And Christian Pulisic also playing incredibly well. Hmm, Chelsea players doing really well at AC Milan. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we go to uh, Inter Milan and. Uh, second place followed by Juventus and then Fiorentina I will point out Juventus may still get more punishments we don't know
1: all oh, right yeah
0: and then we've got Napoli in uh, fifth place look Napoli are a good 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 really good team they will come back up yeah I have no doubt um, juventus will obviously be there or thereabouts at the end of the season um this is a very very competitive league you'll it'll swap around massively before we know who's gonna be uh who's gonna be really winning it's only just started like we said um and then atalanta just following up behind napoli i mean if those six teams are going to be finishing somewhere in the top four. I mean, maybe Roma will sneak in as well. Yeah, there we is starting to get a
1: bit of a gap. AC, Milan starting to just starting to form a, a gap. Well, actually, both the Milan teams really just starting to form a bit of a gap at the top. But yeah,
0: yeah. But okay. also point out that Lumilu Lukaku is finding goals for his. Yeah. Uh, for a um, uh, for uh, Roma, yeah. for Jose Mourinho, he's getting the best out of him. There, obviously, had a bit of a shaky start
1: to the season, but it's been slowly Im- improving. Well, the second best goal scorer is Malik. All right, they got 19 goals for. I think it was Inter's the only one scored more. Yeah, with 21 goals. So, yeah. Roma's problems
0: aren't yeah. at the front. Yeah, um and I feel like we can always expect Mourinho to tighten things up at the back yeah. in the end. He'll get that out of them. And Roma uh, I mean I it's only alone but Chelsea are not getting Lukaku <laughs> back to Chelsea. No. Uh, Roma could potentially uh, get into another European spot with them. Jose Mourinho watch, just as we end all uh, these podcasts with, ad- Mo watch. Mo Watch <laughs> said that he fully expects to work in Saudi Arabia one day after his compatriot, Christian, uh, Portugal Captain Cristiano Ronaldo led the way by joining El Nasser. What do you think about that?
1: Mourinho working in Saudi. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, once Roma gets sick of him, that's probably where he'll go. Um, I just I'm actually wondering given even though Roma this season's sort of mid-table at the moment, I sort of feel like Jose's found a found a home at Roma really. It doesn't seem to be too much of the normal... Yeah,
0: I mean, he's taken them to back-to-back European finals, right? He won yeah. the Conference League, and he was in the final of the Europa League.
1: Exactly. And, and they can feel pretty somewhat hard done by by, by that as well, so... It is yes. It is what it is,
0: You're absolutely right. Hmm. I think Jose uh, can be fa- uh, hard fa- done by, and... I think he could potentially take Roma to another
1: um oh they're going pretty good so far in the um in their group in the Europa League say they're two out of two so they've got to go play um Prague so yeah I
0: there's no easy fixtures in the Europa League I think or Hmm. especially for, uh, for a non uh Premier League club They will probably do, uh, they can potentially expect to make it to the finals again because Jose is just the cup king, right? Yeah. That's just how he is. And if he can get them into the Champions League by winning the Europa League,
1: you know. Oh, exactly. That's pretty awesome. But um... who
0: knows? He might just decide to join Saudi
1: Arabia.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. there will be an interesting thing. Like, uh, Syria is gonna be interesting as always. Uh, we're gonna, and this season looks like it's gonna be interesting in the Premier League. Uh, so far Bundesliga is in a t- in a very interesting start. Not that I expect. And look, there's a, they're called never kissing for a reason, guys. Let's <laughs> not forget that. And you know, but okay, let's just call it there. Real Madrid's gonna win. La Liga. Can we all agree that's going to happen?
1: Yes.
0: Um, Bayern Munich might not win the Bundesliga. Just put it out there. I think they will, but I'm not going to call it. They might not win it. Ooh. Borussia Dortmund might win it. Yeah. Um, Neverkusen will definitely not win it. That is my definite prediction. (laughs) And. Syria. I I just feel like Napoli is gonna make a run again.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if there'll be enough. They're bit, They are slightly behind, but mm. you know they're Napoli. Their, their style of play means that once they get a momentum, they're very hard to beat. Yeah. And Victor Oshemian's obviously a very good player. We'll see how it works out for them. Um, but I look. One of those three, AC Milan, Inter Milan, or Napoli, are gonna win.
1: Yeah, yeah fair enough. There we go. So I feel that, yeah, whilst Napoli can go on the run, it is seven points to AC Milan already. Uh, just, yeah. That gap's starting to feel big, and it's not very far, yeah. in, and it's, uh, it's yeah, hard to AC see. AC Milan, Milan the have a
0: similar- AC Milan have a destiny feel about them, right? Mm. Because they have a uh wait, wait, look. If Giroud wins you a game as a goalkeeper,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's
0: something special <laughs> happening in your season, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna call it, but it does feel like they're in for a special season at uh, yeah. at Milan. Like there's gonna those two Milan clubs are gonna be fighting it out to the end.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's
0: And as for England, but no, really, City's going to win. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's going to be tight. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really hard fought. It's going to be really uncertain. But at the end of the day, City's going to win. Because they always do. Yeah. Exactly.
0: On that note, um, thank you very much for listening. Um, We hope to hear from you next time.
1: Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, hear even more. Find a Discord and a Buy Me A Coffee. Pretty sure it's Buy Me A Beer. Oh yeah, Buy Me A Beer on BuyMeACoffee.com In both these places, you can talk to us
0: and we may even listen, especially if you do buy us said beer or coffee. I might still be
1: confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube.